2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: Hello, this is Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm Washa Ginsberg, and this is a podcast called Better Than Yesterday, here to make your day today better than yesterday. Because I like things that do what they say on the box. We've been here since 2013, Mondays and Wednesdays, we're with a guest, Fridays, we're here with you, and every episode is here to make your day today better than yesterday. Uh, Sometimes that's through having a conversation uh, with somebody who's perhaps an expert in their field, or uh, for example, with uh, Gretel Vella, who we spoke to on Monday, or some days it's just you and me. Today, however, we are going to do what we've been doing a little bit lately, and that is to have a bit of a listen in to what I've been doing in the evening. Uh, which is a live satirical news show called NTNN NNN Nighttime News Network National Nightly News. I'm going to bring you another episode today to hopefully get you interested in coming along to come and see it because we're going to do it in Sydney. We're going to do it live in Sydney as of Wednesday, the third of May, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And those are the last shows we're going to do in live for probably quite some time. But this was always a experiment in developing a show that's going to be a TV show. And there are people coming to see the show who are in the business of commissioning TV shows. And so this is our big week. This is our big week to you know pitch the show by doing the show. And if you'd like to help us get the show up, come to the show, laugh, <laughs> go, make noise, clap, because there'll be people in the room that are and they're able to go, yes, we'll take 40 episodes. Thank you ah, we can all breathe a sigh of relief around our mortgages. But that's what we're doing next week. So I'd love you to come and be a part of it. Tickets are in the show notes at the Sydney Comedy Festival webpage. You can get in there. And I think Wednesday, Thursday were 8.30 shows. Friday, Saturday, 9 p.m. shows. Sunday is an early show at 7.30. Special guests every show. Some of them are fucking amazing. Just like we did in Melbourne. We did 10 in a row in Melbourne and it was amazing fun. It's a satirical news show that has an improv element and it is tons of fun. So everything that you hear the news team say and do when they're telling the stories, they've literally just found out they're going to be doing. So the creation of the show in the moment is extraordinary and it can only happen based upon the news of the day and the people in the room. It'll never happen twice. Like at the comedy festival, you can go and see a stand-up, maybe a really big stand-up at the Palais or the Anmore or Sydney Opera House or wherever the fuck you go. You see them two nights in a row, you'll see him do about 90%, exactly the same thing. All right, everything else, hey, what's your name? Henry in the front row. Hey, what's your name? Sarah in the front row. That's the difference. We do a completely different show every single night no matter what. So you could come five nights in a row and not see the same show twice. Now, the episode I'm going to play you today, or well, the show that we did was super fun. It was the one that Georgie Coughlin showed up to because every night I have a special guest who's actually from the world of television and all of the guests, so, they love to do it because it's an opportunity to, I guess, have a bit of relief around the bonkersness that is live television and the live TV environment, especially the news environment. And Georgie has the best story about her early days in television. So uh, I hope you enjoy this. It is, I think we recorded this on the 6th of April. So some of the stories are from a few news cycles ago. uh, So they will um, feel familiar. But on the day, it was the first time I'd said them out loud. And it was the first time the cast had ever heard them. And yeah it's an amazing format. I love this format. It's so much fun. I really, really, really want to make this into a TV show. And you can help me by coming along and seeing these gigs in, in Sydney at the Manning Bar. Tickets are in the show notes and fuck, if you can't afford it, just email me and I'll get you in. I did that in Melbourne heaps. Like I said then on this podcast, you remember me saying, i said, if you can't afford it, let me know. People email me, I put them on the door. It's really that easy. You know, it's fine. If you can't, if you can pay, pay. If you can't, it's fine. Let me know. I'd rather you come and see it. I know how much money I'm losing. I'd rather I'd rather have a seat full of someone that's happy to be there and laughing than an empty seat. So fucking just come along, you know? and uh, just let me know. Here is what happened at the Malt House Theatre on the 6th of April with a very special guest, Georgie Coglin. If you listen closely, you can hear the laugh of the one and only Andy Marr, the audio producer of this very podcast, in the audience. Enjoy. Are you ready for the news? Yeah! All right, make some noise. Let me hear it from the NCNN, <laughs> Internet <laughs> News Team: Claire Kavner, Alex Reynolds, Arrival Guskii, Josh Fuck Fucking make some noise. And James Verma. I um, will now. This uh, now, uh, Alex. This is Alex and Claire are both doing solo shows as a part of the festival. I thoroughly make, recommend that you get along and see them. Uh, we have the news team, but you can't do the news without doing the weather, so we just need a weather reporter. From her earliest days in community television through to the Today Show, The Circle, The Project, let me tell you, nobody knows news like this person. It is the one and only Georgie Coughlin! <laughs> Cheers! Georgie! Thank you for coming down from out of the country for us today. You're welcome, Osha. I appreciate it. Uh, You've worked in television for uh, quite a while. Is there a, a story you could perhaps tell us about your time in television where, like, this could only happen in this job?
2: It's funny you ask, because it was a really abnormally hot day in April in Melbourne. So hot that one wondered, am I still in summer? No. I meant to be in autumn, why is it so stinking hot? The city was blustering, the north wind was coming in, a couple of leaves were fluttering around as I made my way early in the morning to the Channel 31
0: building in oh, the city. I used to... Did anybody else watch The Fish Tank? Yeah. I used to love The Fish Tank.
2: Do you remember The Fish Tank? The Fish Tank awesome. would go all night. It
0: was amazing. So Channel... That's th- sorry, these, so there used to be a, a community television station. They're literally 20 years younger than me. Uh, it was on UHF 31 and overnight instead of a test pattern, they, lit- they had a locked off camera that was just on the fish tank in the office. Uh, uh, and I, would get, I was on tour with Channel V a lot, so I'd come home just fucking off my tits and watch these fish. It was a ri- the original slow TV, sorry.
2: Well, they actually rated pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I walked into the Channel 31 building, money was tight because like a lot of people that worked at Channel 31, we weren't paid anything at all and you might be lucky to maybe get 15 grand a year. So I, I managed to scrounge enough coins to grab my coffee as I walked in a little cafeteria down the bottom of the building and a little cheeky piece of slice and made my way up into the elevator. It was one of those cranky old elevators that associate with community television. And you get out and it's sort of like a huge, big... Imagine a huge, big classroom with tiny little pockets of people working and little rooms where people were creating these incredible shows. And you have to remember, this was the breeding ground of Rove. This was the breeding ground of Hamish and Andy. Yeah. People like Osharp in Queensland.
0: I worked at uh, Community TV in Queensland. Didn't you work with Waleed at uh, Channel
2: 31? Waleed was yeah. there. Little did I know I'd be working with him in the future. And Waleed was working on a, a Salem Cafe show. So there's all these beautiful pockets of creativity happening. I mean, everyone worked their ass off. Though. You had people there that, that looked tired and stressed and doing it for the love of TV. You weren't doing it for ratings other than the fish. And there was a real passion there, there was a drive. And I was on a program called C News, Community News. And we had to find the story, write the story, produce the story, edit the story, and then I would present the story at the end of the night. And a shitty little camera, not too dissimilar to this, actually, yep. right here. Fair so this one particular day I walked in, I set up my coffee, got my, my hedgehog sorted and I thought, you know what, i better sort of find some news and punch out a story here. So I opened my laptop and, oh, God, you know, it's sli- slightly discharged and I... Sorry, didn't, it didn't discharge. Um, <laughs> it wasn't charged and I realised need to power this little baby up. So I just sort of looked down to my left and just had to pull out another cord and whack it in and off we went. So I'm working away and I noticed a flurry of nervousness, panic... Anxiety filtering through the room. And instead of in the distance, I heard
3: fuck, we're off air!
2: <laughs> and I'm walking around and I think, what's going on? And there was panic. The station master, Greg D, was running around. There were texts coming in and out, trying to pretend what had going on. What are we doing? They were trying to put cords everywhere. There was chaos. And at that particular time, there was no chance that the fish were going to be on air that night because the whole <laughs> station had gone off air. So I sort of did an assessment and thought, I can't really do much here. I might as well just keep working. And I just kept working on my little Word document, working on my script. And as I sort of looked down to the power cord on the wall, (laughs) I noticed that the one I'd taken out was markedly bigger than a normal power cord. In fact, it looked like it had sort of maybe a three-phase power (laughs) thing happening. So I very slowly pulled out my laptop.
0: Did you check to see if anyone was watching?
2: Clocked and just made sure (laughs) no-one was watching the journalist from the news station, and I popped it back in, very calmly kept working, and I heard this, holy shit, we're back! (laughs) We're back on air! So I had single-handedly managed to take Channel 31 off air with my laptop and nearly destroyed the future careers of many a goldfish osher.
0: What a story! That's amazing! Justin, enroll the music! (laughs) Doubling down on destroying the Liberal Party, Dutton says no to a voice to Parliament. Go Bush and stay there! Billion-dollar bungle on Inland Rail. What a load of ship. Asylum seekers to be held on a barge in Britain. And never mind the gap, data shows men are still earning more than women. It is Thursday, the 6th of April, 2023. And live from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, you are watching NTNNNN. Good evening. I'm Osher Ginsburg, and this is NNN. He's not the voice. Try and understand it. Peter Dutton says, no, 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 no. Thank you. Long known as a respected and admired champion on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, Former Queensland cop and current opposition leader Peter Dutton has bravely come out with his dukes up to fight against the Yes campaign for enshrining an Indigenous voice to Parliament in what is clearly a matter that should be decided by ageing white men. Uh, ideally privately educated ones, Uh, Mr Dutton is instead proposing a symbolic constitutional representation and a plan for local and regional voices rather than a national one. Every state and territory leader has so far backed the voice to parliament, although opinions are naturally varied among Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. Uh, We cross now to an elder, working in a remote community centre to ask what shits. No, fuck of course we don't do
4: that. We're an Australian
0: news channel. No, we're gonna talk to white people in a safe coalition seat because they'll know what's best.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's right, we went to,
6: well, the furthest train stop on the train line (laughs) out of Melbourne and it looked a little dodgy, so we came right back into the middle of the city where things seemed a lot safer and we talked to some people on the streets to find out their opinion on the voice to Parliament. Is it a widely accepted thing? You no, know, uh,
7: it's a terrible... Uh, there's no information on it. I don't even know what... A voice? A voice? I'm pretty sure I've been born with a voice. La, 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 la,
6: Yes, sir.
5: It's my favourite television show. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love the the Madden Brothers, they're my favourite. No, 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 it's
6: not that um, voice. It's not? It's not, it's the... And I burn for you. <laughs> okay. What am I gonna do? Okay, this isn't the voice.
4: Oh, sorry. Uh,
6: I'm just asking about the voice to Parliament. I think burn. there's a lot of confusion. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Right. Look
6: out. Gonna- Opinion <laughs> of people,
3: uh,
6: but there's a back, lot of talent bit,
3: in this please. town. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can follow me on Instagram. Just follow the voice of Alex. Oh,
4: God, <laughs> I have
6: fear for this generation. Uh, back to you in the studio, Osher. <laughs> NNN.
0: Far out. Uh, that was uh, extraordinary, Josh, to get such a chain reaction on the streets. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I hope later on, we can get the pressure down, uh, (laughs) around this conversation. (laughs) Oh god. Don't worry, if you like The Bachelor, later on I'll be whispering. (laughs) Jack. Now, in a clear case of, fuck around and find out, a 21-year-old British YouTuber who visits the world's most dangerous places for fun has been captured by the Taliban. Miles Rutledge, a YouTuber and white privilege enthusiast who goes by the screen name Lord Miles, has hundreds of thousands of followers who regularly watch him illegally crossing the US border into Mexico or a previous visit to Afghanistan during the fall of Kabul where, when the shit hit the fan, he managed to secure himself a seat on a British Army evacuation flight while Desperate locals on the tarmac who had worked for the British army were left behind to face the incoming Taliban. Like and subscribe! <laughs> Miles is currently in a Taliban prison. His family are hoping to get him released soon, but with Miles out of action, danger-seeking YouTubers are jumping into this gap in the market. <laughs> NTNNN is following another vlogger making their latest most dangerous video.
5: Has Generation Z gone too far? (laughs) Their idea of danger seems a little bit extreme. You want to do something dangerous, get a job and work hard. (laughs) We're talking to Australia's premier vlogger to talk about some of the extreme shit they've done in their career. Jenny... Why do you insist on bathing with piranhas every episode of your TikTok things?
3: It's like, what do people want? Like, I'll, like, get into, like, a body of water and there'll be, like, dangerous things in there and I'll, like, have my period. And like, the people love it. I like make so much money, especially when my bikini top falls off. It's crazy.
5: And how do you respond to this Miles dickhead being caught by the Taliban?
3: Well, like, I actually think it's like really sick to like go into like communities and like take advantage of like the people there and their culture and like speak about it as if it's like really like cool and impressive. So I'm like, I'm like such a huge fan. I'm like, I think I might go there. Wait maybe, like, a second. Like, it's, it sounds
5: like you're on his side. Absolutely.
3: He's got, like, ah, you see nothing so wrong
5: with what he's done, <laughs> infiltrated a war zone and then We're meant to feel sorry that he's been captured this is outrageous. The Australian public are not with him. I'm definitely not with him. No,
6: actually, a lot of us YouTubers are with him. In fact, we're actually planning a whole strike force to go and extract him <laughs> from the Taliban. Exactly. Um, we're going to live stream the whole thing, and we actually... cut to that
7: live stream. <laughs> oh God. All
6: right, we uh, have been fired upon several times already, <laughs> and I, I, uh,
5: I'm not sure why I'm here and why I'm a part of this video. Yo, Oh, what's up? this is Jeezy from
3: yeah, NY. We're having like the best time and like I would get my tits out, but I'm just like so afraid right now. Ha. Ah!
5: <laughs> wild. The only thing I am for in this is the beauty filter on that cuz I look amazing. <laughs> but there is no need. We are in
3: danger right oh. now. All right, well, we're going to we're going to we're going to be really brave. And I think Jeezy said that he's going to do it. He's going to like knock on that door. Cuz I'm the only there. one
5: here with any Life experience.
3: <laughs> go, go, we'll film it and be so fun Come on, God, come dude, on, come on. for you the life.
5: It's gonna trend big time.
3: <laughs> I'm so glad it's not us. Oh. If we die here, I just wait. Let's just do a little piece to. Uh, just Sorry,
5: I, I got a note from the from the Taliban as well. It's a ransom note. Oh, sick! I love that That's, That's so sick, cool. man. And they're just asking for a hashtag and an at. I uh, just wanted you to tag them in there. I didn't know they had an Instagram. <laughs> okay. We can we do, could that. do that. We, we can get a blow
6: up it. happening for the Taliban's Instagram. Oh, oh my god!
5: Goodness.
3: Are we like, Are we like humanitarians? I
6: think we are.
5: And there you have it, folks. That's all it takes for a new generation to think they're doing anything good to this world. Back to you in the studio, Osha, for NTNNNNN.
0: Travel safe, Jeeves. Travel safe. And if you're into, if you really like high-risk, low-reward adventures, later on, the NTNNN news team will attempt to walk across wet grass in dress shoes. (laughs) The clincher is that we don't insure them. (laughs) A story from 2023 that could be from 1773. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak confirmed today that essentially he's a poor Scott Morrison cover band after he's vowed to stop the boats. Future asylum seekers to the UK will now be held on a huge floating barge. The barge, which is absolutely not a prison hulk, a most definitely not an inhumane way to treat desperate people fleeing war and persecution is part of a policy that's gaining popularity in Europe. Look at it this way, sure. You've had to leave behind everything and everyone you've ever known, and now you're dealing with the trauma of being physically and culturally displaced from your family. But hey, who doesn't love a free cruise? <laughs> Take me away from this. <laughs> <years. laughs> Take, take, take me away <laughs> Take me away Oh please take me away Please should So I'm just gonna pull something out Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, thanks, <Araya>. Thank you. <laughs> with many Australians still grappling with the morals of our offshore detention program is stop the boats with more boats a policy that could actually work here, NTNN, NNN has more. It's boat season baby.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Those who are manufacturing uh, some of our nation's biggest boats, formerly creating submarines for the French government, have decided to turn their efforts back to boats. Uh, boats that are designed to float at sea for many months, even years potentially. And they are making them able to hold hundreds of people beyond what your average cruise ship would. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to some of the ship designers here. Uh, what are some of the features that these asylum seeker boats are going to well, have? Well,
5: let me fill you <laughs> in on... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on here? Uh, state of the art. We've, uh, we've got an, an entertainment deck. I So like. is there a
6: gag order on, on this shipbuilder? Uh, this oh, wouldn't no, be I'm an just, asylum seeker, would it? I'm
5: just a... <laughs> Well, some of them like jobs, you know what I mean? Uh, some of them like, throw themselves into danger, get a real job, work hard in <laughs> whole life, and sometimes we give them visas, so...
4: Yes, actually, me and my partner, we love going on a cruise, so um, we're actually really excited to be asylum seekers. So, yes, we can't wait. We've heard that there's a buffet <laughs> and we've heard that there's a comedian every night. <laughs> we,
3: were, we were disappointed on the, the, the most recent p and we went on, mm. and so we thought, ooh, we better ooh. look, Researched some other options because it was quite expensive yes. for what it was. And to be honest, this is cheap. Bit too many people on board. So I mm. heard that maybe there'd be less density in this yes. asylum seeker boat. So <laughs> we're going to check it out. Yes, right, exactly. So, how do you
6: plan on getting to the UK uh, originally to be considered asylum seekers? Oh, I
3: have to thought, thought that. About that. Yes. Yes. Well, I suppose we could get a boat, couldn't we? We, we could get, get another we'll get, boat. Oh, but we get a to cruise. get
6: cruise? to the boat. Yes,
4: we're going to yeah.
1: get
7: on that boat. <laughs> Look, it's very humiliating. I've got to say, I want to make it very, very clear that we are not copying Australia. We would never copy the colonists, you know. We are the colonizers, not them. So I want to make it very clear: we actually did this first. We yeah. did this first. Yeah. We always put the people that should not be in society on a boat, you know. And maybe we'll send this barge, you know, around the world. Maybe we won't, you know. But the point is. Australia copied us Yeah Australia copied us Right
6: So do you think With the asylum seeker ship You may Colonise uh, A new land perhaps <laughs> No do
7: you know what There's nothing fucking left Is there It's really bloody you know, I don't know what happened I don't know who took over All of that land But there's nothing left for us So you know With these barges What we're hoping well, Is I mean, a barge. Well I you can just
6: Kick out some natives of another country, perhaps.
7: I think we did that already. I don't know if there's <laughs> any left. I don't know if there's any more genocide we can do.
6: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tough I'll times. i into it. For yeah. the British Empire. <laughs> Let's see if this whole uh, asylum-seeker cruise ship plays out. I'm a little seasick myself, so <laughs> I won't be partaking. Back to you in the studio, Asha, NNN
0: Josh McGee there, our European correspondent. And I would just like to remind you all that when my own mother arrived here in Australia at Port Adelaide in 1948, her family... Fleeing the rubble of war and death in Europe, at the top of her immigration form, which I've seen, the two letters DP were written in Biro. That stood for displaced person. She was seen by the government at the time as a person. We actually have a week long television event here on the network to cover how we got from there to here. That's going to be next week uh, here on NTNN. To finance, and in what is not really news that is surprising in the slightest, Uh, recent data has concluded that men still out-earn women in most jobs. Ta-da! The wage gap still stands at 9.4%, a figure that hasn't moved since 2017. The finance sector remains the toughest for women to succeed in, where identical skills but a different identity earned women a whopping 22% less than their cock-carrying colleagues. (laughs) I do actually need to double check that figure because chicks are shit at maths, (laughs) eh? In a joint first place, as the most fucked sector for women to work in, the construction industry, where not only is the wage gap not budging, but women are patronized with pink high vis vests and hard hats because (laughs) orange is a boy's colour. NTNN has more with how these women are fighting back against this 22% difference.
3: Oh, how was your weekend?
0: Oh, you know, just had a boys weekend. (laughs) You
5: mean?
3: Did you just start work now?
5: I haven't even.
4: (laughs) 10 a.m. Oh, so early. (laughs) That's right. Women have taken to being passively aggressive.
1: (laughs) In order to
4: (laughs) somehow get the message across (laughs) to men that they aren't getting paid enough. We feel it's the best way of communicating with men since... They don't seem to get it anyway.
3: <laughs> Have you finished the report I gave you? Well, I was just thinking about
5: the award I was nominated for. <laughs>
7: um, uh, boss, I just thought, you know, maybe uh, you, you'd like to... Yeah, review. Um, <laughs> uh, did you even think about reviewing my pay rise?
6: Oh, yeah. No, we absolutely did. We Okay, we thanks. A lot I'm of so store. sorry.
7: Sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry for even asking. What a win. She brought it up. And
4: then she quickly ran away. Sorry.
6: Sorry. <laughs> to give it to her.
4: But she's going to go home and she's going to pat herself on the back. And isn't that a pay rise?
6: <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: I'll give you a pay rise,
4: alright? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't work for you. So, next time, what you need to do is be more confident, okay? And you say... You say... I have been doing the job of two people. Say it. I have been doing, to bare minimum, and I'm so
7: happy to work here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, sorry. Stop. Stop.
3: No. No. I have been doing the job of two people. I have been doing the job of two people,
7: and it's such an honour to have that opportunity. Thank you so much (laughs) for giving it to me. No,
3: no, no. I have found out that Tom, who is three years my junior, (laughs) makes double what I make, and this is not acceptable.
7: I have found out that Tom, who's three years my junior, makes double what I make. And that this is not acceptable. Except Ooh, it is because he this tries is really dangerous hard. territory of
4: being a little gossip. <laughs> so what are we women, what us women are we going to do? Who knows?
5: I heard my, my ears were burning. <laughs>
3: We were not talking to you for the seventh time today. Mm. If I wanted to speak to you, I will call your work phone. All very good
5: ideas.
3: (laughs) 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 Listen here, you piece of fucking shit, I'm sick of you! I've been working too hard and too long for your ratty little ass to talk back to me in front of a subordinate! Do you know what my name is? Do you? What my name is! Shit Cheryl! <laughs> it's Susan, you lip dick fuck! Get out of my face!
4: <laughs> and yet still no pay rise. <laughs> but she feels good about herself. And isn't that really a pay rise? Back to you, Osher. I've been a Raya, underpaid for NN, NNN.
0: Great report there. Great report there. And if you have young women in your life and you don't want them to lose hope, then check out this Sunday morning, uh, the Power Suit Power Hour, where a top-rated LinkedIn business coach shares how she beat the 22% wage gap by working 22% more hours <laughs> at work. We're taking an actual commercial break right now, a real one, because I've got to pay the bills here at... Uh, Better than yesterday. So here's some ads, and we're back in a moment with more NTNN.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify.
0: is bringing us the weather tonight. Georgie, you're coming to us from McLaren Vale in South Australia at the Lloyd Brothers Winery, setting up for the annual Easter Saturday picnic. Georgie, I honestly, I didn't realise they still crushed grapes with their feet there. (laughs)
2: Hi, Usher.
3: <laughs> it's been a massive morning here. <laughs> and a great time with these guys who've shown me all about the vineyard. <laughs>
2: and it's just been amazing. Hey, um, we're, we're on, yeah?
0: Yes, yeah, you are. You're yeah, uh,
5: okay,
2: okay, did you get that email about not paying me the same as Steve Jacobs?
0: Nope, nope, didn't get that at all. Uh, Straight uh, to the spam bin. Okay, uh, um, I got it.
2: Oh, oh yeah. So we're here and with these guys. So this is the chief winemaker, Ariya, and and she's
4: been making this delicious wine for us all morning. Tell us a bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Look, it's it's all regional products. Um, we do everything by foot here. Um, and wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very close to me. Um, we. I think we're meant. Are we
2: meant to be talking about the weather?
0: Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I, okay. Um, because here at the, the McLaren Vale um I can feel with in terms of the weather and the grapes is it important to take the pressure down
6: yeah <laughs> Georgie
2: I'm, so,
7: I'm so I'm so sorry um, you're doing a really good job I just thought maybe you could um um sorry to offend you just read the read the the weather that's oh I, yeah. I tried I'm trying to assert myself she's I'm trying with a woman doing first job. I, <laughs> I can't I can't you're a producer I know I'm but not. she's like experienced. just tell her what she, she needs to do she used to, to work do. at C31 oh.
2: like that's a big deal okay she's a human okay. being okay i just can I just get my notes
0: uh <laughs> George yes. well, what's the weather like Georgie you're in South Australia well let's start there what's the weather like look up in
2: South Australia today, it's hectic. Okay. Great, <laughs> that's.
5: Um, do we do we need a cut segment for the weather at the moment? Because it's not great. I've got a new pitch. It's okay. called chest hair, <laughs> and you just watch it grow.
7: Uh, that's. Um,
5: <laughs> and it'll go all
7: night. Such a, a a good idea. Maybe we'll talk to Georgie after she's finished. The. No.
0: Got the weather in it. Queensland there, Georgie. Uh,
2: in Queensland, it's really beautiful. And it's so nice that the king is going to come to Queensland. What are you talking about? I would never come to Queensland. It's
7: already been colonised. That's a waste of late time, isn't it? No way. Joji <laughs>
0: Cumberland with the weather. Oh, boy. Well, that is God. all that we have time for here tonight. We'll be back at the Malt House tomorrow at 7.15pm. And you can use the offer code news for a 50 percent discount on your ticket. Uh, join us then for a completely different show, full of more shit that will truly make you realize all we actually have is this moment. this moment right here. On behalf of the entire NTN NN;N news team right across the globe, I'm Washington Ginsberg. Good night, Australia. And folks, that was NTNN, NN. That was the edition that Georgie Coglin came and was a part of. And as you can tell by the end, it got pretty odd. It's a lot of fun and I'd love you to come and be a part of it. May 3rd to May 7th. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week. If you can get along, please get along. Tickets aren't that expensive. They're in the show notes. Just get, them out, get around it. Um, they're selling well. Trust me, they're selling well. But if you can't afford it right now, and I understand you, many people can't, fuck it. Email me. Send us your email at gmail.com. Tell me which night you want to come, how many tickets you want. And I'll see what I can do. Like I said, I did that. People did that in Melbourne and every night there was people there. And that's fine. I'm happy. Happy for people to come along and have a laugh. Particularly if you're going to come along and have a laugh loudly while the, um, the network people are, are going to be there. Because I, I need them to go, fuck, this is amazing. We've got, to have, we've got to bet this show on our network. No, we've got to get this show on our network. Bidding war. Bidding war. You know what I mean? Okay. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. I'll see you then.
2: Ever
7: catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.